Hello, Gapier Universe. I'm Margot Brookfield. And I'm Julia Rogers. Welcome to Gapier Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gapier adventure. Today, you are going to hear from Anushka Goyle, a current Gapper who is participating in Global Citizen Academy, which is a virtual semester program that aims to train up the next generation of global leaders. Yeah, it's a great program. Fellows with this academy focus on effective communication, systems thinking, mindfulness, emotional intelligence, and ethical decision making. They also have this amazing speaker series featuring inspiring people like Melinda Gates, Sophia Bush, and Sunrise Movement founder Varshini Prakash. It's pretty awesome. It is so cool to see the number of virtual options that are popping up for gappers this year. And um, this being such an amazing kind of example of that for students who might be considering something along these lines. But um, just really cool to see how the gap year industry has been innovating through this pandemic. Exactly. I mean, there, there are definitely benefits to virtual programming. And Anushka talks, uh, talks us through a lot of those benefits, you know, primarily that you can do it from anywhere. They're very affordable programs. Uh, you know, the academy actually runs on a sliding scale. So um, it's they try to make it very accessible for anybody who wants to participate. And you can also um, get a, matched up with a virtual internship or volunteer opportunity as part of this program as well. And so there's a lot of other programs that have different models, different kind of focuses, but um, a lot of these virtual offerings are uh, very popular with gap year students this year. That is awesome. And I know I've been very familiar with Global Citizen Year, which is, you know, what this has innovated from, it sounds like. But I'm really excited to just hear more about all that this opportunity has to offer. Definitely. Yeah, Glo- this is the product of Global Citizen Year, which is a fantastic uh, in-person program where uh, students are deployed into countries internationally for volunteer work, uh, you know, year-long volunteer stints. So the Academy has been the answer to the the pandemic um, that they're offering. And um, I think that it's been so successful that they're, they're definitely going to run it next semester. So if you are currently gapping and want to do something virtual next semester, this is a great opportunity. And um, if you want to do it in subsequent years, we'll see if they keep it on offer, which is pretty cool too. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Well, without further ado, I know that Anushka has a lot to tell us, so let's get started. Thanks so much for being here. Let's do it. Thank you so much for being here, Anishka. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. So my first question is just more of a baseline question, and that's, you know, why did you choose to take a gap year? And was this a COVID-related decision, or had you been deciding to take one before before COVID? Certainly. I, I think I should start by saying that a couple months ago, the option of taking a gap year was not even in my wildest dreams. Mm. I, I didn't even know that it was something that I could do, that it existed. Um, and that was sort of the, the status that I was at um, a couple months ago. But then when the pandemic hit and it just kept getting worse and worse, then these questions started arising of how is college going to look and how is this actually going to work out? Um, but even then, if I'm honest, I wasn't too seriously considering to take a gap year. It was really um, one particular day, and I remember I was just going through my emails, and I just saw this one about the Global Citizen Academy. Um, And it sounded really cool to me. It sounded like a cool opportunity, but I waved it away thinking, well, I'm not taking a gap year, so it doesn't apply. 
Um, and that exact same day in the evening, my mom came up to me and she said, do you want to go to college in the fall? And I remember I just looked at her really wide-eyed, like, what is the other option? Um, and then it struck me that this is something that I can actually do. Um, and I think at that point, I thought about, I thought back to the academy, which I had just discovered that morning, and I realized that that was probably not a coincidence. I thought of it like fate. Um, and then just piecing together all the information in my head, COVID-19 was a big part of it. But I think with or without the pandemic, a gap year was a good choice for me because um, just more self-exploration um, and self-development, I think, was really, really key. And realizing all of those benefits, that's why I decided to to take a gap year. Wow, fan- that's such a fascinating answer. And especially because you hadn't really considered it for yourself before. And, and why do you think that was? Why did it seem like it was maybe for other people, but not for you? Yeah, I think that we're always told that the path from high school to college is just a straight path and there's no other way. It's kind of non-negotiable. So doing something else is actively sidestepping from the norm, which I think a lot of us, we don't even know that it's an option. And if we know about it, then sometimes we don't have the courage to pursue that. Um, For me personally, nobody that I know is taking a gap year except for the people that I met in the Global Citizen Academy. So taking it was something that I had to actively do um, on my own terms, which I know can be a little bit intimidating um, if people even know that it exists as a legitimate option. Yeah. And you're deferred from Duke, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So have you guys, have your future Duke classmates and anyone else who's deferred from Duke, have you guys found your community there as well? Do you have a group me or some other way of communicating with other deferred students? Oh, of course. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Those are the other people that I know that are taking a gap year. Um, Yeah, what I meant earlier was nobody from my high school, but um, we do certainly communicate over GroupMe, um, all the students taking gap years, and everybody has different plans, which is really nice to hear about. Yeah, that's really cool. What are some of the other things that you've heard from your other fellow students that they're up to? Well, I know that a lot of people were really considering traveling, but those plans are pretty restricted. Um, But there are people working on farms and um, just taking up jobs nearby, some really creative jobs. Like I know one guy who started up a wood shop um, where he sells products that he makes himself. Um, And various other volunteering internships, I would say it's pretty much anything that you could imagine. Um, The only one area that's been restricted, I think, for them is travel. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's, I mean, I've been blown away by everybody's creativity this year. So that's been so fun to witness um, what students are doing with this this gift of time. Um, so, you know, the I, I want to get into the, your Global Citizen Academy experience. Um, you know, I, obviously it seemed like it kind of came to you. It was almost fated <laughs> to, for you to do it. And it is a really, really cool model of programming. Um, so h- walk me through kind of how you figured out that that was what you wanted to do. Did you do further research to see what else was out there? Or did you feel pretty confident that um, it was Global Citizen Academy from the start? Yeah, when I first found out about it that day, it was from an email, a TED newsletter. Um, And I just, I was automatically hooked. So one of the features of the program, there are many, um, but one thing is that it's all online. um, And it's called Global Citizen Academy, and it is really global. Um, So it's got people from over 50 countries, actually. So I talked to people in Brazil, Ethiopia, Ecuador, 
um, the UAE, pretty much anything that you can mm. imagine. Um, and one thing that I saw that day when I first heard about it was that they had a speaker series where they bring in real-world leaders and we can listen to them and their stories. And one that was advertised was Melinda Gates, who I've looked up to for a long time. So I think just finding out about all these features when I first heard about it, I was pretty hooked. And then the rest of my research was pretty minimal um, because I just felt like this was absolutely perfect. Yeah, that's um, it. I have to say that the speaker series has has been very impressive with with who they've been able to bring in. And I know that the you know, the program, the fall is not even over. But who has been your favorite speaker so far? Oh, that's that's a really tough question. Um, I think my favorite speaker would have to go to Dr. Jennifer Acker um, from the Stanford Graduate School of Business. She's a professor there. Um, and she just talked about all the topics that she does research on, and it was really, really interesting. Um, for example, one thing that she told us was that stories have a lot more power than just facts. Um, and she talked about how stories can move people and create change, and that was really inspiring. Um, but the other speakers, too, it's a, it's a tough choice because they were all so insightful. Yeah. And you're um, so I, I, the community, like you said, um, I've been really, really impressed with the numbers that they've been able to talk about as far as the diversity of countries represented 50 different countries. What's it like to build that international community through the digital space? And like, how have you found that you've been able to get to know people, even though it's virtual? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that the pandemic is kind of inseparable from the whole format of Global Citizen Academy. I mean, just in the fact that it is all virtual, but I think it's actually really amazing. Um, I don't think that the virtual space restricts us in any way. In fact, I think that it's even more immersive. Um, it's still completely mind-boggling to me that I can just, you know, chat with a couple people and set up a Zoom call that includes people from halfway across the world from me. Um, I still don't believe that, that that's true, but it happens. <laughs> um, and so I think that during this time everybody is looking for connection and just the technology and the community that's available um, through the academy we're finding ways to connect and a lot of them we find ourselves actually outside of our classes and sessions we just schedule times to meet up um, which i think is just a way of showing how connected we are and how connected we feel um, even in you know this time so i think the connection is incredible yeah, once we can travel freely again, you will have places to stay in 49 other countries, it sounds like. <laughs> so what can you walk us through as people who aren't in the academy? Like what is the platform? I know that it's I know that it's supported by Minerva, but what is it what is it like on a day-to-day? -day? I know that it, I know that it's approximately like 20 to 25 hours a week, but what does that look like in practice for you? Um, well, there are many different components that kind of play into each day. So from Monday to Thursday, we have classes, um, and we have two courses that we're taking. One is called Leadership as a Practice, and it's all about developing leadership skills in different ways. Um, a lot of it is discovering more about ourselves, so asking questions about our values and what we care about most, what issues we want to solve. Um, and the other course is called Systems in Society, where we try and look at society as a complex system with many factors that interact. Um, so both of them are really fascinating and unique, I think, very different from everything that I've learned before. 
Um, so that's something that we do for one and a half hour um, approximately each day from Monday to, to Thursday. Aside from that, there's the speaker series, which um, we mentioned before. Um, those sessions can be at pretty much any time whenever they've been scheduled. So whenever we have a speaker coming in, we can just jump onto Zoom and interact with that. Um, and other than the speaker series, some of us have been connected to impact partners, which are like places where we can volunteer or intern, um, different organizations. So I'm working with a nonprofit right now, which typically for me takes about four to five hours um, off of each weekday. So that's another big part of it. Um, and even other than that, we have um, mentors that we can connect with outside of class on our own terms. And of course, the connection that we have ourselves, the more organic clubs and um, group chats and other things that we formed. Um, so one club that I'm part of is called TED Circles. And we meet each week to just listen to a TED talk and then discuss it together. So that's just an example of how we're, we're meeting even outside of the more organized sessions. Mm, that's really cool. And the organization that you're working for is Oxfam, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what kinds of projects have you been doing with them? And what has that taught you about you know, the nonprofit world? Mm -hmm. It's been really crazy, actually. It's very different from everything I've done before. So Oxfam is great. Um, they are a nonprofit. What I do for them is a lot of research. Um, so right now they're running several campaigns. The one which I'm working on, it's called the People's Vaccine. So they're trying to advocate for equitable access to the future COVID-19 vaccine. So advocating for it to be free of cost um, and available to everybody, especially those who need it most. Um, and in pushing out this campaign, they have a letter that they're trying to get a bunch of people to sign. So I just help track and monitor that and do research related to the cause. Um, for example, I did some online research on just the racial side of the vaccine, um, like how should it be distributed amongst different races, given that um, they're being impacted in different ways by the pandemic. Um, so that's just one example, but even on a more basic level, talking about nonprofits, I've noticed that there's lots of emails, spreadsheets, meetings and calendars. Um, so just handling that time management, um, being able to communicate with people, these are all skills that I think I've had to build um, really quickly, which I'm really grateful for the opportunity to do all of that. And I think they're skills which are transferable across anything that you do, not just in nonprofits. So I think it's been very valuable and new. Wow, that's fascinating. And, you know, how does how does that connect with maybe like, did you know when you were starting your gap year, what you might want to major in or focus on at college? Or has this kind of is are you kind of discovering that as you go along on your gap time as well? I think I've known for a long time, um, personally. So for me, I think my interest is in health and medicine, um, hoping to become a doctor in the future and specifically in the field of global health. So I think what I'm getting to do right now in, with Oxfam is very related to my future goal. Um, but even knowing what your goal is, I think I didn't know many of the other features that I'm learning now through the academy, um, like what my values are and what are the exact issues that I'm hoping to solve. Um, so I think just this self-discovery is really, really powerful. 
Um, and then, of course, just learning new skills. So there are these soft skills which you never learn in school, um, mm-hmm. like time management at this level, effective communication, collaboration, that sort of thing, and just building confidence, um, I think is a really, really big part of it. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I have known for a while what I want to do in the future, but this is still super useful to gain more skills and insight. Suddenly, the respect of Melinda Gates connecting with Oxfam connected with that, it all checks out <laughs> as far as <laughs> what your career interests are. So that's fantastic. You know, how has the fall and the academy so far shaped your path moving forward? Do you have plans for what comes after the holidays and the new year, for instance? I'm not too sure. I've, I have been thinking a little bit. I'm just so um, busy with all of this right now. haven't put too much thought into it. Um, but I'm certainly thinking that I should use whatever knowledge and skills I've gathered um, to maybe solve some problem in my own community in some way. And I think I, I do want to continue working with the people in the academy. Um, I know for sure that we'll stay connected. And I also know that a lot of them share similar interests as me. So prior to the academy, I actually hadn't met anybody who was interested in global health. Um, I I thought it was just me. (laughs) Um, But now I've met people who I've seen are so passionate about all of these different topics, not only global health, but climate change, um, racial justice, whatever you can imagine. Um, And these are all connected topics. So I think I I do want to stay connected with them and see what I can do to maybe get involved in uh, addressing some of these problems. And I don't have a particular plan yet, but that's kind of the overall goal. Yeah, well, it's, we're only halfway through the fall, so you have some time to figure all of that out. But that's a that's a good thread to pull on to think about, you know, how like thinking globally, acting locally, kind of thing. So that's that's very mm-hmm. cool. Um, and are you living at home at the moment, or did you are you living independently, or what's your like accommodation situation? Yeah, right now it's it's at home. Um, yeah, with my family. It, so I'm in California right now, and. We're still pretty, um, pretty much under lockdown due to COVID-19. Not everybody's following it, but that's more or less the situation. Yeah. And what has it been like for you, you know, now coming into like month seven or 75, depending on how it feels <laughs> of, you know, being in close proximity to your family in a time when like you also, I'm sure, like want to fledge as an adult. Um, how, how has that been for you and how have you and your family been, been dealing with it? I think for me personally, I can see how this might um, turn into a bit of an issue, Um, but I'm pretty, I would say, independent at home, Um, as in, you know, I do my work, um, help out with chores as as is applicable. Um, But yeah, I would say I I mostly keep to myself, Um, and I think it's it's kind of nice to have the support of my family um, and just have a place to be where I know that I can I can take part in, in all of this and my situation allows it, um, which I know might not be the case for everybody. So I'm grateful for that, I think. Um, and yeah, it's been working out fairly well. Yeah. Do you have any advice for someone who might be doing what you're doing next semester? Um, maybe like they tried being at school, but they want to take a gap semester in the spring um, and they maybe they're going to be at home or maybe they'll be, you know, away from home. But like what, what, what kinds of advice would you give someone who's maybe thinking about taking a gap semester after a less than ideal fall experience at college? Mm-hmm. I think that they should go for it, actually. 
um, I think that no matter when they do it, it's just so valuable because, um, I mean, in the traditional education system, you don't really get the same opportunity to do what you want and to explore yourself to this extent. Um, so I think even if they, they did attend the first semester and it didn't really work out, um, I think they can still reap a lot of benefits out of taking that gap semester. Um, and I'm sure things might look a little bit different in terms of how they go about it and the technicalities of it all. Um, but I would say they, they, if they have the ability to do so, then, then they should jump on that. Yeah. Have you met anybody at Duke who would be a freshman right now? who's there and have you heard about what the experience is like for those students who went straight to school or maybe just those other friends from high school who are straight, who are at school right now or not at school, but studying online. It's really different across the board. Um, so I think for Duke in particular, they've handled COVID-19 at least thus far fairly well. Um, so they do tons of testing and quarantining. Um, and so far it's pretty much under control. Um, but I do know that it's less than ideal for the people who are on campus there because a lot of their classes are online, so they take them from their dorm rooms, um, which I understand can be frustrating. Mm. Um, but I also do see that they're finding time and the ability to socialize and meet each other um, following the regulations. Um, so I think for the most part, they have been a little bit safe from the larger risks. But of course, um, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, just, you know, a little distance away from Duke. It has not exactly been the same story um, with the outbreak there and the right. fact that people had to go home. And um, I think too, for my friends in high school, um, it's really different depending on where they're going. So I have friends that are still in the area um, and attending from their homes, um, which one thing that I'm hearing about that is that it's really frustrating to just be online all day and they feel like it's a lot of pressure, a lot of work, um, which I can certainly understand. So yeah, a bunch of diverse experiences. I guess it's hard to say which option would be best, um, but I'm of course biased now towards taking a gap year. <laughs> once, you, once you are in it, I think that that happens. <laughs> once, yeah. you, once you've actually taken the leap, it's hard to imagine it being any other way. You know, one thing I'm curious about is um, thinking, you know, going back to the cohort that you get to interact with, um, what's it like learning about all these global issues um, through the lens of of such a um, of like kind of every corner of the world being represented? Like, what are you learning about, for instance, Black Lives Matter or climate change from hearing about it from someone from Brazil or someone from, you know, another place in Asia or those kinds of things? Um, that must be really fascinating. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, it is really, really fascinating. Um, it, you're right that these issues are global. And I think one moment of insight that I had recently, so I mentioned TED Circles. Um, it's a club that I'm part of. We meet every Saturday, just watch a TED Talk and then discuss about it. So just last week, we watched a TED Talk about climate change and how we can treat it with urgency, um, which it deserves. So we were just sharing about how climate change has impacted each of us um, wherever we live. So I'm from California, so I talked about wildfires, of course. Um, but other people they shared, for example, in Macedonia, um, there's a lot of pollution. Um, the same in India. Um, places like Bhutan are facing mudslides. Mm. Um, and it's just this whole diversity of how people are 
reacting to, responding to, and being affected by the climate crisis. But what was clear is that we're all affected in some way or the other, um, which was really, really powerful to just understand in that moment. Um, and I think the same goes for, for many other global issues. We're all approaching them from different angles, I think, but the fact that these are things that we all care about and that they affect each and every one of us is just really incredible when that realization hits you. Definitely. And and also, I'm sure that learning about it um, on this global scale and at a personal level, though, like through stories, like you were saying before, helps the intersectional nature of all these issues really shine through. You know, nothing is happening in a silo. It's all connected. And even if you have your focus, you can still get, gain so much from understanding where other people are coming from with their their issue that they care about, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, if a student is, is considering either um, a gap spring, you know, semester, or, you know, if they're a senior this year or a current college student thinking about a full gap year next year, besides just, you know, jumping in and doing it, you know, how would you address people's, you know, those barriers that people feel, whether it's just the fact that no one in their community is doing it or that they don't know if it's the right choice for them? Do you have any advice for those kinds of students who are just kind of still contemplating? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a major challenge. I mean, just thinking about myself, I know now how valuable um, taking a gap year was. But if I'm honest, I wouldn't have gotten the chance to do it if not for COVID-19. Not only because Global Citizen Academy would have been a very different thing. Um, Normally it's Global Citizen Year and they send people abroad to do volunteering or work, um, which this year they weren't able to do because of travel restrictions. Um, But I wouldn't have been able to take a gap year because I wouldn't have known that it was an option at all. Um, It was really COVID-19 or the pandemic that pushed me in that direction. So for somebody who who really doesn't know or nobody around them is doing it, and maybe if, you know, when the pandemic dies down, this is still going to be an option that's still going to be super valuable. I think that this is a change which um, maybe universities themselves need to implement a little more. Um, where they, they actively, maybe not promote it, but at least offer it as an option um, and make people more aware of what it might look like and how it works. And I know that that's what this podcast is doing, which is really, really great. Um, but it's a major challenge, and I think people just sharing their stories, perhaps, um, in the form of you know this podcast or on social media, and just proving that this is this is something that can be done, and it's something that's very, very... Um, you know, I mean, amazing when it is done, I I think should encourage more people to feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, that's such great advice. I think that's actually a great note to leave on because I think that more people will think about this as an option thanks to stories like yours and, and, you know, the diversity of, of opportunities that we see represented out there in the world. And we're hoping to hear more stories from all students who are, who are COVID gappers, as well as just um, people, people, alumni who've taken them in years past. So Anushka, thank you so much for being on the pod. And, and also thanks to everyone out there for listening. Um, you can find Global Citizen Academy online at globalcitizenyear.org and on Twitter and Instagram at globalcitizenyr. You can find us at Gap Year Radio on Instagram and Facebook at Gap Year Radio or online at gapyearradiopodcast.com. Uh, you can email us your Gap Year questions or comments 
at gapyearradio at gmail.com. And also, we're trying something new out um, this fall. If you have a gap year planning question, you can actually email us a voice memo of your question, and we might use it on an upcoming episode. So you just use the voice memo app on your phone, record your question, and email it to us at gapyearradio at gmail.com. And lastly, you can download our show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you have a moment, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can discover the show. All right, that spiel is over. Anushka, we uh, we end every show by signing off in a different language. And so we, I wanted to know if you if is there's a phrase in a foreign language that you'd like to take us out on. Yeah, um, my mother tongue is Hindi because um, I was born in India but came here when I was two years old. So I will sign off in, in that language. And the way that you say goodbye in Hindi is Alvida. Olgada. That's beautiful. Olgada. Thank you so much, Anushka, and have a great rest of your gap year. Oh, thank you so much. It was awesome being here.